Well, this morning, we're going to talk about a faith that obeys. And when I say that, uh, if you're like me, my initial thought is, okay, obedience to God means that I make certain ethical choices that are good. So give it Good to see everybody's awake now. All right. Now that I have your attention, uh, you know, you're given a certain situation, an ethical situation, and you can choose what's right or what's wrong. You know, should I lie or should I tell the truth? It's an ethical situation, and we know, okay, to obey God means to say what's true and not to steal and those things. But there's actually something else that really undergirds, it's kind of an undercurrent of all obedience, all ethical decisions, etc. And that is that as Christians, to obey God means more than just making good ethical choices or good moral choices, but it means that our lives are orientated toward, you know, our orient, orientation of our lives is, is such that wherever God leads will go. It's a living with intentionality, with direction, to where God wants to take us. And if that is our undercurrent, then as we face these certain specific choices, decisions, you know, we're going to do what God wants us to do. But obedience means more than just making a moral decision or an ethical choice. It's really an orientation of our lives. Are we willing to follow God wherever, wherever He leads? And that's what we're going to talk about this morning. Do we have a faith that obeys? Do we have a faith that will say, wherever God leads, I will go? Let me ask you a few questions. What would it take for you to change jobs? To just quit your job and take another job? Or what would it take for you to move out of Augusta and let's say move to New York City? What would it take? Or what would it take for you to sacrifice financially so your kids can go to a specific school or college? Or maybe your grandchildren? What would it take for you to do those major steps? I'll say, and I think this would be true of all of us, we would be willing to make those choices, those, those large, drastic leaps of faith, if we knew that the future would be better than the present. In other words, if I sacrifice for my children and allow them to go to this certain school or college, I will do that because I believe by doing it, the future for them will be better than the present. Right? So if we believe the future vision of what is to come is better than what currently exists, then we're willing to make those choices. And this morning, we're going to look at a man named Abram. We know him as Abraham. But before God changed his name to Abraham. His name was Abram. And he was called to leave everything he knew in order to embrace something that God had for him. And we're going to look at what caused him to make such a drastic choice. And then finally, we're going to look at a faith that obeys. And do we have that type of faith even this morning? So if you have a Bible, turn with me to Hebrews chapter 11, verses 8 through 10. And if you don't have a Bible, we have one there in front of you in the pew. We'd love for you to have it. It's real important. If you have a Bible, bring one. If you need one, talk to me. But you know, we're here. We want to read God's Word. We want to study it. We want to see what God has to say to us. And so let's see what He has to say to us this morning.
from Hebrews 11, verses 8 through 10. It says, By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. By faith he went to live in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations whose designer and builder is God. We see here in the life of Abraham, as we see elsewhere in Scripture, when God calls you out of something, He's usually also calling you to something. So He calls you out of something to call, to call you into something or to something. And what makes that transition is a faith that obeys. And so first let's look at what God was calling Abraham out of. In Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, it says, Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land I will show you. So God is calling this man Abram to leave everything he knows, to, do, to go to a place that he doesn't know about, to leave everything he's used to, to move forward in faith. Now, what is he telling to leave? Well, you have to leave the land that you're familiar with. You have to leave your family and your friends. And you have to leave your religion, your unbelief, your idolatry. And you may say, well, Ron, I don't see that in this verse. And you're right, you don't. But if you fast forward to when Abraham's descendants under the leadership of Joshua, when they take the land of Canaan, the land that God promises Abraham, when you fast forward to the book of Joshua, in chapter 24, verses 1 through 3, this is what it says. It says, Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem and summoned the elders, the heads, the judges, and the officers of Israel. And they presented themselves before God. And Joshua said to the people, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Long ago your fathers lived beyond the Euphrates. Terah, the father of Abraham, and of Nahor... And they served other gods. Then I took your father Abraham from beyond the river and led him through all the land of Canaan and made his, made his offspring many. So God is saying to the people of Israel, there was a time when Israel didn't exist as a nation. The father of Israel, the nation, was worshiping other gods. His family, they were idolatries. They, they, they had unbelief in the true God. And God said, I drew him out. I brought him out of that place and I brought him into the land that I had for him so that he would father a nation, a people of God that would be heir to the promise, not only of the physical land of Canaan, but something even much greater. So we see here that you know, when God wants to move us forward in faith, usually we have to leave something behind. It's as if we had to let go of this in order to grasp this. And so for Abraham, he had to leave everything in order to move forward to, to take hold of that which God had for him in the land of Canaan and beyond. And so the question that we have to ask ourselves is, are we, as God's people, are we willing to be called out? You know, you have to be willing to be called out of your comfort zone. 
You have to be willing to be called out of your sin. You have to be willing to be called out of your unbelief, of your bitterness, of your routine. You've got to be willing, you have to be willing to be called out of that if you're going to move forward in faith. And that's the situation Abraham was facing. God was saying, leave everything you have, everything you know, and move forward in faith. Will you do it? Well, the only way, like I mentioned earlier, for us to take those types of steps forward to break loose of our situation or our sin or our routine or the life that we're used to, the only way we will ever move forward is if God gives us some glimpse of what the future would be like. And if there's some reason that we could see that God, what God is doing is greater even than what I'm experiencing presently. And once we believe that, that's the only reason we would move forward in faith. So let's look at what Abraham was called to. We see what he was called out of. Let's see what he was called to. In Hebrews 11 verse 8, it says that Abraham was called to go to a place. So God said, I want want you to leave this place and I'm going to take you to a new place. We see in Genesis 12 verses 1 through 3, it says, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you and I will make of you a great nation. And I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So what is God showing Abraham? What kind of vision is God giving Abraham? He's saying, if you would just leave this place, leave your unbelief, your idolatry, your situation, and trust me, I'm going to take you into a land, a new land, land of Canaan. And I'm going to give your descendants possession of it. That's one. Also, yes, you are leaving some of your family behind, but I'm going to make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky. I'm going to make you a father of a great nation if you'll just move forward in faith. And lastly, he says, I'm going to bless you to such a degree that you will be a blessing to the nations. So God has given him a vision. But you know, what's interesting, according to the writer of Hebrews, what really prompted Abraham to move forward was not that he was going to gain some new piece of real estate in Canaan. It wasn't that he was going to be the father of a nation. Or that even he was going to be a blessing. But the writer of Hebrews, in verse 10, in chapter 11, says this about Abraham. He says, For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. Did did, did Abraham want to take hold of Canaan as a possession become a great nation, have descendants, be a blessing? Absolutely. But what undergirded Abraham, what really gave him the motivation to persevere is the fact that he had his eyes set on the city that God is building, the eternal city, that those who have faith in Him will dwell forever. That's what motivated Abraham. Because, you know, Abraham, when you look at it, he went into Canaan 
And he never had possession of it. It says that he lived in tents all his life. And so did his son, Isaac. So did his grandson, Jacob. And it wouldn't be for hundreds of years until Joshua brings the people of God into the land of Canaan. So what kept Abraham going? Abraham saw God gave him enough glimpse to see God is doing something larger than just what's happening in Canaan. God is building a city, an eternal city, that those who have faith will dwell for all eternity. That's what motivated Abraham. That's why he could move out of this position, of this scenario, this situation, and move into this other. Because God gave him a vision of what he was doing. In his book, uh, Mere Christianity, C.S. Lewis says that if you read history, you will find that Christians who did most for the present world were just those who thought most of the next. Those who did the most for this present world were those who thought most of the next. He goes on to say, aim at heaven and you will get earth thrown in. And so the question we have to ask this morning is, what are you aiming at? In your life, what are you aiming at? Are you focused more on real estate? Or education? Or your status? Or what's happening now? Or are you looking at what God is going to do in the future? The eternal city that He is constructing. Now, you may say, Ron, you just don't understand. You know, I'm at a place in my life, I'm older, I, uh, I can't do the things that I used to be able to do. Or you may say, Ron, you know, I'm on a fixed income. You know, I can't take much ebb and flow here. I, I don't need an interruption in my life at this point. Or maybe you say, Ron, I'm just too busy. If you only knew all the things I had going on, you know, surely God's not going to interrupt my life and call me out of whatever I'm in to go take hold of something different. You know, Abraham was 75 years old when God called him out of all that he knew. 75 years old. Called him out of all that he knew to take hold of something new that God had for him. So whether you're 25 or 85, whether you have a fixed income, whether you are busy, I don't think it really matters. I think God is calling all of us to be willing to say, you know, God, whatever you want to do, I'm open to that. I'm going to hold my life, not like this, clenched fists, saying, this is the way I want it, I'm comfortable, don't interrupt my life, but we're going to hold it like this. We're going to open up our hands and say, God, wherever you lead, I'll go. Whether you're 25, 85, whatever your income, whatever your vocation, whatever you're in, whatever your situation, God's people always have to be open to what He wants to do. Or we'll never move forward in faith. We'll always live in a life of the seen. And we'll never live a life based on what is unseen. And that is faith. That's the definition of faith. According to Hebrews 1. 
So we see what, what God was calling Abraham out of, and now we see what God is calling Abraham to, the land, to be a blessing, to be the father of a nation, and ultimately to be a part of this eternal city. And now we need to look at this faith that obeys. When God called Abraham, how did he respond? In Genesis 12, 4 it says, So Abraham went as the Lord had told him. The writer of Hebrews says in verses 8 and 9, he says, And he went, and this just, this is hard. We have to admit this is hard. It says, He went not knowing where he was going. You know, the world would call that foolish. But the writer of Hebrews calls that faith. Why is it faith and not foolish? Because he's following God's direction. He went out not knowing where he was going. By faith he went to live in the land of promise as in a foreign land. Living in tents with Isaac and Jacob. Heirs with him of the same promise. And this, it's kind of ironic that we're talking about this. Because you have Abraham you know, being called out of where he lived. And you know, just this past Wednesday we have our church conference. Well, it's kind of a members meeting really. It's where the members of our church we gather and we make decisions and we discuss things about the church. And the motion was brought up to sell the missionary house across the street, which is where my family and I are living. And so when that motion was brought up, it kind of came out of the blue. And so I had that feeling, that sense, like Abraham, thinking, well, you know, if we, if we do that, I guess I don't know where I'll be living <laughs> or going. And so I kind of sensed that kinsmanship with Abraham, you know. And maybe you've sensed that before too, where God sends something just to kind of interrupt your life. And the, and the challenge is, I wonder, I wonder if I'll move forward in faith. Or will I not? Will I trust God? Or will I not? You know, Abraham, he stepped out in faith and went not knowing where he's going. He went into a land and he never took possession of it. He, he dwelt in tents all his life and so did his son and his grandson. The only piece of land in Canaan that Abraham owned was a burial plot for his wife. And yet God said, Abraham, I'm going to give you this land. How can you persevere in that? It's because Abraham's eyes were set on the eternal plan of God. And that's what allowed him to persevere, even in the midst of not seeing how these things were going to pan out, but he trusted God and he went forward. And what is true of Abraham is, this, is the same that is true of us. We serve the same God and God requires the same of us and that is faith. Trust in Him. Believing that His plan, His ways are the right ways. And that's true of us individually and that's true of us as a church. You know, we have to ask ourselves as a church, are we willing to be called out by God? You know, are we willing to embrace what God has for us? Are we willing to embrace what God wants us to be? And I, as your pastor, I have been given the responsibility to help set spiritual direction for this church. You know, it's my job to help us become what God wants us to be. 
And so I, along with Bob and Alex, you know, we have been thinking through and trying to map out what this next year could look like. And we've highlighted three areas of our church that we feel like need attention and we want to give attention to in order for us to become what God wants us to be. And the upcoming weeks, we're going to be sharing that with you all and giving you more detail about that. But before we do that, we have to ask ourselves the question that comes straight from this passage, and that is, are we willing to be called out by God and move forward in faith? Now, there will be some details, but there will be some unknowns. And the question for each of us is going to be, can I move forward in faith? Will we as a church move forward to where God wants us to be? I want you to think of it like this. Just imagine the church is a boat. And the boat's docked, you know, anchored down. And we're all gathering around. And I step on the boat. And some of the other leaders of the church, we step on the boat and say, you know, we, we've mapped out the course. We feel like in the next year or so, these are some major items we need to focus on as a church body to become what God wants us to be. This is the direction the sailboat's going. This is where we want to head. And then the question is, for you all, as the church, is do you want to get on board? Do you want to get on the ship and go toward that direction? That's the question. And some of that's going to require... You just say, you know, is God leading us this way? Will I have faith? Will I trust God? Will I say, you know, I would like more detail, but everything can't be known, but we're going to move forward in faith anyway. And if many of you get on the boat and we say, we're about to set sail, there may be some some of you that say, you know, I'm a little hesitant. I'm not real sure. I want to get on that ship. Well, what you have to realize, at some point, that hesitation serves as an anchor to the ship. Now, what's the point of an anchor? The point of an anchor anchor is to keep the ship from moving. And so there's two things you can do with an anchor. One, we can try to bring the anchor on board. And the second is we cut the rope. But one way or the other... We as a church have to ask the question, are we willing to be called out? Are we willing to move forward by faith and trust God and ask Him, will you make us what you want us to be? That is the question. And so over the next couple weeks, I along with Bob and Alex and others are going to be putting forward to you what we think is a very biblical driven vision for the next year. And we're going to ask you, will you get on the boat? Will you help us set sail on that route to become what God wants us to be? And so we see there's application here for the church, and there's also application for us as individuals. But really, it all boils down to this. Are we willing to say, wherever He leads, I'll go? Let us pray. God, thank you for this passage of Scripture.
Thank you that it speaks so honestly that Abraham was in a family that worshipped other gods, that they were filled with unbelief, and yet you used him to be a father of a nation. And even more importantly, you used him to be the father of Jesus Christ. As Christ descended from Abraham, he is the true seed. He is the one and the greater descendant. He is the only one through whom we can know you, have our sin forgiven, and ever dream to move forward in faith. There is no moving forward in faith without Jesus Christ. And we recognize that this morning. Lord, I pray that you would be at work individually in the hearts of the people here by your Holy Spirit, helping them to see what you are calling them out of this morning. Whether it's sin, whether it's just complacency, whether it's just a routine, Lord, help us to live by faith. And Lord, I pray you'd help us as a church to consider where you would have us to go. And Lord, help us to get on board and move forward in faith and trust you to do great and mighty things. In Jesus' name, amen.